0: 要用英文来讲, but it's always uh very thankful to have this opportunity to come and share the word of God together. Always thankful that um, we can gather together in such a way. Thankful that um MW last Sunday we can gather a hundred people together. Thankful that tonight, as we share, because it's live worship, I do not have to put on the mask, um, which sometimes can be a little bit challenging. But thank, thank, thankful to the Lord that we can all come together in such a way to worship Him and gather together. It's good to see everyone here. Let's prepare our hearts to hear what the, God, what the Word of the Lord would say to us this evening. There was once a man who was suspicious that his wife got some hearing difficulties. So what happened was this, that one day he decided to leave his work earlier and to see if this is true. So after work, he went home, and as he entered the home, gingerly he tried to figure out where the wife was, and there she was at the kitchen. And so, he tried, snake, and maybe about 10 meters away, he said, Dear, can you hear me or not? No response. So he walked another two more meters, and he repeated again. Dear, can you hear me or not? No response. And finally, he walked another three more meters and he whispered again dear yeah. can you hear me or not and there he hear a loud booming voice of his wife saying i have heard you and this is the third time you are repeating the same thing to me i tell this story because sometimes we think that we hear but actually we are the ones who are hard of hearing we are the ones who are not able To hear God properly, or to hear each other properly, the the question and the challenge is: How are we hearing God tonight? Yes, give me a minute now. So, as we start, I want to give us a little challenge to see how you are listening. I'm going to play a little sound here, and you to guess. What is that sound? You guys ready? Um just give me a second, huh. <laughs> Listen well. (laughs) carefully. That's an easy one, isn't it? And guess what is that? There's a sound. You guys look very serious, huh? There's a sound of drums. Somebody is playing. Let's see your next hearing. This one can be maybe a little bit more challenging. office you probably will be able to identify what this is did you get it if you haven't still this is the photocopying machine in the office you know one of the things that as i was preparing and think about uh, this whole idea of how uh, to take heed of my hearing i realized that sometimes Really, in our busy, busy Singaporean lives, we don't really know how to listen to God or to one another. Vietnam.: um, huh? Some, Something is wrong with the slides.) Oh. There was a guy that I, uh, when I was working in a, a missions organization called YWAM, uh, a guy by the name of uh, Paul Hawkins. He's someone that I look up to, and he's someone that I, um, I, am, I, 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 I love to connect with because his life is always full of the joy of the Lord. And one of the things that Paul does in YWAM is this whole idea that, um, is it synchronized? Yes, there we are, and so this is someone that I, I, I really respect. Now, in my first encounter with him many years ago, uh, what happened was this: that we were over having dinner over a table, and I invited him to come and teach in the school in a in a in a course that I was running. And after that course, he is going to uh, speak to another uh, camp. Uh, we call it the Renewal Camp. And so, over c- the course of dinner, he was t- t- telling me very casually. He says, "You know, Hakan." Uh, I prayed about coming to be with us. I know what I'm going to share, but more than that, the camp. Uh, I prayed about it, and I felt that the Lord put in my heart that there will be a hundred people that will be coming for the camp. So I stopped eating and I looked at him because I know that when I met him for lunch that day, the renewal camp. I know who are the people that's organizing the camp, and at that point in time, there's barely less than a handful of people that have signed up for the camp. And I was looking at them and says, what uh, someone that has the courage and the bonus to say that I prayed about it and I felt the Lord speaking to me and that there's going to be a hundred people. It's like, whoa. So that caught my interest and I waited to see. Lo and behold, the, the course began. He came, he preached, he taught. And then that week when the camp was supposed to begin, the last day was 99 people. On the very day when the camp started, just as the registration was about to close, the hundredth student came in. And when I saw that, I told myself this is someone that takes time to pray and to listen to God, not only for the big things in life, but for all the details. And in my heart, I pray, God, would you help me to be someone that is like that, that listens to you, that trembles at your word, and that listens to the details of the things that you want me to be involved in. And so, through this man, I learned, first thing, that when you learn to hear God, it is a skill that you develop. It is not something that happens automatically automatically or it is not something that only pastors or leaders or intercessors are able to hear. Listening to God is a skill that all of us are able to develop. Just like just now, you were listening very intensively to the sound that, uh, that was coming out from the, the, the far, right? And you can guess it. Why? Because you had a special focus. And that in that focus, you are trying to figure out what that sound was. And it always amazes me. Sometimes I know, when my son was a little baby and my, my, my wife, he would be like 10 meters away and my son would cry and straight away, my wife would be able to pick up and tell me, hey, Elliot is crying. Something has happened to him. And straight away, she would rush down and see what is happening. How come that is possible? I, I think mothers are quite amazing huh? uh, to, be able to, descend, to, uh, to be able to hear that. But I think it is because her heart is tuned and focused to discern and to know the sound of my son. And so, hearing God, is not just for people who praise the Lord, it is for every child who uh, who loves God and that he can develop it as a skill in your life. The more you focus on the Word of God, the more you focus in spending time with the Lord, the more clearer you can hear what the Word of God would say. But not only that, He says, it is the privilege of every child of God to be able to hear Him personally. God is interested in our lives. God wants to be involved in our lives and He wants to tell us personally. Sometimes God will use a pastor or a leader to encourage us, to help us to find our direction. But more than anything else, the Lord wants to guide us and speak to us personally in where we should go, how we should go about doing the things, and especially with the difficult challenges that we face in life, the Lord wants us to be able to hear Him and allow Him to guide us every now and then. And therefore, it is your privilege and my privilege to be able to go before God and let Him guide us. One of the trends that I see sometimes is that in church, Uh, everywhere around. Sometimes there's this special anointed person that comes and everybody runs to that person and say, pray for me, pray for me. Uh, Give me God's word. Well, I think that is an avenue that God would speak but I think more than anything else, God would want us to spend our time with Him alone and to hear Him for ourselves so that He can guide us and lead us. And so tonight, As we think about who this God is, you know, interestingly, in the Bible, uh, we read in Genesis, God is the creator. When God speaks, something comes into being. But yet, when we come to the book of Revelation, at the end of the Bible, the last book of the Bible, there's a saying that says, he who has a year, let him hear what the Spirit of God would say to the churches. And so tonight, we want to take a road map and to look at, first of all, the importance of hearing well. To build a relationship with God, we need to learn how it is that we can train our ears to hear God better and better in our lives. And then, how we can look at uh, uh, Old Testament example of what it means to hear God. And then, if you can hear God then also in our relationship with one another, how are we to listen to one another? Let's look at the word of the Lord this uh, tonight, Luke chapter eight, verse sixteen to eighteen. If you can read it with me together, all right? One, two, three. No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand, and so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Take care then how you hear, for to the one who has, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. The context of this scripture comes in Luke chapter 8. But if you read the, the verses as before, you'll find that in Luke chapter 8, verse 4 to 10, it tells of the parable of the sower. And Jesus tells the parable. And then in verse 8, He emphasized that, now he who has the ear to hear, let him hear. Again, you see the same phrase that Jesus uses. So. In the eyes of God and in the eyes of Jesus, for His disciples, learning to hear well is of very important to Him, so that we hear and then we can obey. But let's take a look at uh, a closer look at these uh, scriptures. First of all, it says that uh, it is lighting a lamp. Okay, the 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 lamp or candle. Uh, first of all. Uh, when I think of God's Word, it reminds me that the candle itself, the purpose of the candle is to be, is not to be kept, is to be lit. And the function of the candle uh, is not to be hidden somewhere, but to be put up high somewhere where people can see. And so as I was thinking of that, that verse itself, uh, the Lord compares the Word of God to a light or a candle. No one puts a lamp under a jar or under a bed. So we don't hide it, we let it shine. Now, let me ask them, why is that so? Why, uh, when we first read, it says the lamp, right? You lit it, you don't hide it. Why? Verse 17 tells us the answer. We see in verse 17, it says that the word of God reveals everything. We can't hide things from God. God is light and in Him there is no darkness. So He sends His Word into the world and exposes the darkness. So then the lamp, the purpose of the lamp is always to be lit up. And then it is not only to be lit up, it must be put in somewhere high so that it exposes everything that is in the room and everyone that comes in the room will get to see that light. And the Word of God is like the lamp. It exposes, it shines into dark areas of our hearts, of our lives. And um, Jesus says He comes from above, John chapter 3. And that He is the light of the world. And when He comes, darkness will be exposed. And therefore, in looking at the Scripture, the other conclusion I would say is that it is secrecy is almost impossible. Everything, all things will be found out. But you know what? Men, like me, sometimes I try to keep things secret. Sometimes I think that maybe God will not find out. I try not to, you know, I, people will not see, people will not know. But according to the context of the scripture that we saw, everything, not a single thing, everything will be hidden. Uh, will be revealed. Next thing. Not only that, but it says also that the more we hear of God's Word, the more we receive God's Word. But the more you neglect the Word of God, the more of it, we will lose it. So therefore, if we hear less of God's word or we neglect the word of God, even what we have will be taken away. And that comes a warning. Take heed. Take heed of how you hear. You know, you can hear, but you can hear wrongly. Therefore, the word take heed it means hear with discernment. Hear with understanding. Hear with our heart to want to know God better and to understand the Word of God. You know, especially in this COVID season, right? we all know that there are a lot of news that's going around. Uh, a lot of fake news, a lot of things that may not be uh, true. And therefore, all the more, we need to hear and hear with discernment so that we will be able to understand the Word of God. But not only that, if the the, the caution is here, if we do not take seriously what we hear, the Word of God, and we do not put into practice into our life, even what we have will be taken away. And so, we want to take a look now. Since hearing God is so important, since we need to be able to discern, let's see from a story in the Bible, how this young man learned to hear God and what kind of a posture that he has in posturing himself to be able to hear God. The story is found in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1 to verse 10 you guys familiar with the story let me read verse 1 and 2 to you now the boy samuel was ministering to the lord in the presence of eli and the word of the lord was rare in those days there was no frequent vision at a time eli whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see he was lying down in his own place verse 3 the lamb of the lord had not yet gone out and samuel was lying down In the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, here in 1 Samuel chapter 3, we see that the little boy Samuel is serving the Lord together with a priest by the name of Eli in the temple of God. Now, if you if you know uh, how Samuel came about, uh, his mom was Hannah, who was uh, a barren for many years, and she went in and cried to the Lord, and the Lord answered him and gave him a child, and she called him Samuel. And she dedicated this young man, this little boy from birth, to serve God in the temple. And so that's how Samuel came to be able to work with the priest Eli during that time. Now, the word that we read just now was that during that period of time, the word of the Lord was rare in those days. During the Old Testament time, God would speak through prophets through visions, through uh, revelation, and the prophet of God would come and share the word of God to his people. But in those days where Eli was, the word of God was rare. It means hardly you hear, uh, you're able to hear uh, any prophet rising up to speak, not even Eli himself. He was old at that time, and there was no freaking vision. Now, we all know in the book of Proverbs, it says, without vision, the people perish. And therefore, the time that Samuel was in was a perilous time in that the word of God was rare and that the children of God were not hearing what God would say. And therefore, they are disarrayed; They are not following what God wants them to do. And the priest Eli has not done his job where he should be the one that is teaching and sharing the word of God. If you look at Eli and um, um, Samuel in his relationship, in the story, if you continue verse, uh, verse four onwards, what happened was one of the, in the night, the Lord began to speak to Samuel and tell Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. And when Samuel heard that voice, he thought that it was Eli. And so, he ran to Eli and says, Yes, uh, Eli, yes, sir, I'm here. What do you want? Now, this is probably late in the night, probably like 12, 1, 2, 3 a.m., that kind of a timing. And uh, Eli, uh, Samuel would wake up and run to where Eli was and be ready to attend to his needs. And three times, the Lord called to Samuel and three times Uh, Samuel responded and went to Eli. By the third time, Eli knew that probably God is going to speak to this young boy. And therefore, uh, Eli taught him what to say and what posture he should have. Now, as I think about this story, I thought what was interesting is this, that this little Samuel and his relationship with this, uh, this older man, his mentor or his leader or whatever, Uh, I thought about the story. I was thinking, would you wake up at 3 o'clock in the night just because someone called you and you run there to attend? I know for sure if I wake my son up at 3 a.m., he probably will give me a black face and then he'll go back to sleep. But that tells me something about the relationship that Eli had with Samuel, that Samuel was always submissive to the leader that God has placed in his life, even to the point of personal discomfort in the late of the night that he would run and attend. Probably they are staying to, uh, in, in, uh, 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 nearby, not too far away, and they were serving in a temple together. And that he would even, in the late of the night, wake up to attend to the need of the leader that God has placed in his life. I'm like, whoa, what a submissive young man and then you see Samuel's relationship with God. Up to at that point in time, Samuel has been serving in the temple, but he has yet heard God's voice and known uh, how and what it was to serve God. And this is the first time that you hear him say, uh, the Lord speaking to him. And so you will see that um, the Lord came in verse 10 uh, and stood and calling as at other, the other two times. Samuel, Samuel. And this time, on the third time, because Eli taught him, he says, speak for your servant hears." I don't know, through that one phrase, do you see what kind of attitude that this young man has? Probably he is ready, he's humble, and he has a pen and a paper ready to hear. You know what? If (laughs) it is a modern-day Christian like me, And I talk to God sometimes. My prayer will be like that. And Hua Ken would say, Hear God, for your servant speaks. Do you see a change in the attitude altogether? The first one that Samuel spoke was one that is. Please say, I'm ready to hear you. I'm ready to execute what you say. I'm ready, like a waiter in a restaurant, ready to take down your orders and ready to execute it. But the other one, sometimes my attitude was, God, ah, do this, ah, do that, ah, whoa, whoa, okay, ah, and that's it. And my attitude was this just the change of word. We make God to be our servant. And so, from this story, um, I want to bring about um, three, uh, a, f- a few things that we should have in our posture in listening to God. The first thing is that we need to have humility in our hearts. In Psalms 25 verse, uh, verse 9, it says, uh, God will speak to the humble teaches, uh, and teaches him what is right and in the way that he should go. Humility is always something that we need to cultivate in our lives. Humility is recognizing who God is and who we are in the light of who God is, that we are that tiny little one and that in humbling ourselves, we recognize that we need God always. The next thing that I see uh, that we need to learn to have is to exercise faith in our life, trusting that God would say, would speak to us with a strong desire and clean hands. Next, listening to God, obeying Him, is something that is important. But yet, at the same time, as we grow in our relationship with God to listen to Him, we must also learn to listen to one another. I do not know about how your relationship with uh, your family or your, your brothers and sisters are, but I think sometimes in a busy Singaporean life, it can be a challenge. When I first got married with my wife, um, the first one or two years, I was very frustrated and a very unhappy young man because I I don't think that I'm listening to my wife, but neither neither am I convinced that my wife is listening to me. And so one day in my prayer time, God spoke to my heart and says, Kin, why don't you consider listen to everything that your wife says? At that point in time, my attitude was, God, something is wrong, right? She don't even listen to me, why should I? But at that point in time, in my prayer, I felt the Lord challenging me to obey and to hear and to listen to what he says, what my wife says. And so, I learned to do that for six months. Whatever she says, I take a mental note of it. Uh, I, I wrote down in my, my, uh, in my heart whatsoever. And you know what? After six months, the wife that I say also doesn't listen to me. After six months that I constantly learning to hear what she would say, sorry, uh, um, she began to listen to me. And we begin to listen to each other. And hence, may I encourage all of us that as we uh, take uh, 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 heed of what God is saying to us in our lives, let's also take heed to listen to one another. And James in chapter 1 verse 19 says this, Know this, my brothers, that every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. James is writing to Jewish Christians who are scattered uh, abroad overseas, not in Jerusalem itself. And apparently, the church, the believers there, have problems with each other and that they were not listening to one another. How do we listen well? We listen attentively. Not listening to one to defend yourself, not listening with a thousand things in your mind, but putting all those things aside and listen attentively to the person that is talking to you. And then, with a heart, to understand and accept what has been said. I find those very important to me in my relationship with my wife. Especially if I'm busy and I'm stressed, I don't listen well. My mind is just focused on the things I need to do, but yet she can be telling me things and that I'm not listening properly. Of course, asking clarifying, uh, clarifying questions and drawing conclusions to help me to understand what the other person is saying helps me to build my relationship. Finally, finally, question is, are we hearing properly? Are we listening to what God would want to say, I remember when I was young. There was one time um, I love um, in my younger. I love to spend time uh, alone when I have the time in my uh, in, in church. There's a, a room that we can go and pray, and I will used to spend time praying to the Lord. And in those times, I would love to sing songs. I don't know whether the songs now and songs back then is slightly different. Uh, you heard of the song before? Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent your name is. Psalms, uh, chapter 8, right? And I was rattling off my head in that room all by myself, singing this song with all my heart. And then the part that says, now when I think about heavens and all that is, now I wonder what you see in me. And then as I was singing that part, I said to the Lord, God, I love you with all my heart. I was 24, 25 at that point in time. And at that point in time, It was one of those first few things. I heard the Lord speaking back to me in my heart. It's not an audible voice, but it's something that that, that, that is like a little uh, prompting in my heart that says to me, Joaquin, I love you too. You know, that time in my life, tried like a baby, it changed my whole perspective of how I look at myself and what my life is, and that gave me a motivation to live my life for God. I can tell you, I can stand here and tell you, God loves you, God cares for you, but nothing beats when you spend time and you hear God speaking to you personally. I love you and I care for you. Finally, I want to ask are there some barriers in our lives? that will stop us from listening to what God would say. These are some barriers. I I believe there could be more, but I just listed up some of them. Sin is one thing that would uh, distort how we would hear God. If you remember the story in um, Genesis chapter 3, where initially Adam and Eve were so close with God in the Garden of Eden, but the moment when they disobeyed God and they ate of what they they should not have eaten, what happens? When God speaks and asks, Adam, where are you? What happens? They went to hiding. And so, sin in our lives distorts the voice of God speaking to us that we can misunderstand Him or we fail to understand because sin becomes a barrier. Pride can also be one barrier. where we think that we know it all. Isn't it right? Sometimes I talk to my wife (laughs) a bit yaya papaya and I think that I know everything. That stops me from getting to know and hearing what my wife would say. Unbelief is another. Uh, We can read the Word of God for all it takes, but yet it is only here but not here and that we do not take the Word of God seriously in our lives. I remember the story where there's a father uh, who brought uh, his son to uh, the disciples of Jesus and asked uh, the disciples to pray to heal. But you're not able to pray to heal and to cast out the demon. But when Jesus came and then the father says, Lord, if you can do anything, and then Jesus says, if I can, all things are possible if you believe. And the father's response was, Lord, help me with my unbelief. And so, to take the word of God seriously in our lives and to allow the word of God to create faith in us so that we believe. And finally, um, we presume the word of God. We have preconceived ideas of what it is or what it should not be. And then, what happens? We miss the voice of God. So, as we close our night together, can I bring us back to these two main points that we said this mo- uh, at the very beginning? That as we take care to hear what God wants to say, let us grow in our relationship with God in that we want to uh, develop a skill that we can hear Him clearer and clearer. And it is the privilege of every child of God to be able to hear God personally. Shall we come together, and close our eyes, and let's come before the Lord in prayer. Tonight, as we come before God, would you take a moment or two Just talk to the Lord. God wants to speak to us. Are we responding and hearing what He says? So tonight as we um, close, as we um, uh, hear the the word of the Lord, would you come before God tonight and say, Lord, help me to listen better to you. Thank you, Lord, Holy Spirit, would you come and help us to respond to you and to obey you and to worship you? Shall we all stand to worship the Lord?